And so first of all, I just want to honor you for, uh, you know, thank you all for honoring the Sabbath day. Uh, thank you for setting this time aside to fill and refresh your spirits. Uh, thank you for, for hitting the reset button to bless to be in community together, where we're, we're here worshiping in this space, whether we're worshiping online, or, or maybe you're worshiping with us later on in the week. We are blessed, blessed by this Sabbath day. You see, in this day of continuous activities, digital overload, rest, relaxation, and maybe even peace seem to be eluding us so much and may seem a luxury at times. Uh, for some, it is almost like it's the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot that just kind of kind of escapes what, what we're going on in our lives as the demands and expectations on our time seem to be getting greater and greater and greater. Uh, some even take pride in how busy they are. Some take pride in how full their schedules are and all the stuff that's on their plate. In fact, some go so far as to think that, that if I'm not busy, well, I'm missing out on something. Uh, so I need to be busy. You know, for us... For many of us, we uh, try to function in dysfunction. So thank you for making this time a priority. Thank you for making this time of, of Sabbath day and rest a priority for your spirit. You see, the Sabbath day is, is less about what uh, this command is not a thou shalt not. It's actually more of a, a shall, a, a thing that we are blessed to do rather than something that we have to do. Uh, but how often we see it as just another thing on our calendar, something that, that can easily remove the Sabbath day of rest. But what if the Sabbath day is the first thing that we need? That priority that's going to place everything else and put everything else in its rightful place. See, in our text for today, the Pharisees were so concerned about the Sabbath. In fact, in just a few verses, Jesus poses uh, some questions and makes some statements that, that seek to hit the reset button for, for where the, the Pharisees had gotten off track in terms of their religious focus. He not only reminded them in verse 5 of our text for today that he is the Lord of the Sabbath, but, but that we are each called to a greater good. As Jesus poses this in Luke's gospel, Jesus is presented with yet another opportunity to provide some healing and some relief on the Sabbath day. And once again, the Pharisees and the lawyers are watching closely what, what Jesus is going to do. And Jesus asked the lawyers and the Pharisees, he says, is it lawful to cure people on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. So Jesus took him and healed him and, and sent him away. Then he said to them, if one of you has a child or an ox that has fallen into a well, will you not immediately pull it out on the Sabbath day? And they couldn't respond to this. See, while, while the Pharisees and, and the lawyers understood the concept, right, as pointed out by their silent response, sadly, they had missed the point. See, in this hectic pace of life, I truly believe that we get the concept of the Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 and following. God commanded his people, he said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Yet that text goes on to say, for six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. Why? Because God knew that we needed a timeout. We've all been placed in timeout, timeouts before, right? Because sometimes we're going down. I'm not sure if, like when I was little, um, you'll have to ask my mom if I like taking naps when I'm little, but I love taking naps now. I majored it in college. I've also currently kept up my accreditation, so I am a napping expert at this stage in my life as well. But what happened? I take a nap.
You see, rest is an important part of our mental, physical, and spiritual health. In fact, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew verb to cease or to stop or to end. If somebody gives you a cease and desist order, right? It's not like, hey, that's cool. Just do it for a little bit, but then, you know, it'd be nice if... No, no, it is, it is a stop. There is no question. It's a complete stop. And some of us have been pushing and pressing so hard for so long that we're bound to crash, and then in, then in the middle of Target, they have the meltdown of all meltdowns. Your Why? Because we decided to push and push and push and push to give you exactly what you need. I am going to give you a spiritual timeout, an incredible example, that after creating the heavens, the earth, the animals, the land, the sea, the planet, to rest. So let me get this straight. So if the author, the giver, the sustainer of life, I think that we should be the exception to that rule. Church, here's the deal. We need it. In fact, Sabbath isn't simply about worship. It's also about trust. And we see a prime example provided manna. And, and he asked them to trust. Yet what they did was they collected more than what isn't turning out the way that we intended. It's falling short. And sometimes, and, 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 and it's tough for those who have the attitude, well, well, if I don't do it, made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day, therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. And, and while the word Sabbath means rest, it's not simply a day for us to do whatever we want. Souls, it's a day to set aside, to reconnect with those closest to us. But most importantly, it's a day filled with other things. And let's face it, some of those other things aren't catch up on stuff, right? It's, it's the story of the plow and the shovel. Anybody hear the story of the plow and the shovel? Okay. So a story time. We need a little story time. We need a little rest here. So the, the story of the plow and the shovel. And all the while it would sing this song. Oh, is me. There's lots to do. One day I'll be done. Said the cow. There's way too much work to get done. After that, then I'll have fun. So the plow worked and worked and worked. But then there was a shovel who didn't mind hard work at all, whether the job was great or whether the job was small. That is much wiser approach to work, said the owl who sat in the tree. The rest was good and there's nothing wrong. And it would sing this song with a smile and a grin. I think it is good to take a break. It's good for me and for my family's sake. Doopy doopy doo doo. <laughs> Parents are going to hate me if this ever gets published and the kids are like, say that part again, that's the best. Rested, worked and rested and so it went while the plow's energy was already spent. And what do you know? The shovel got as much work done as... Wow, some of you don't know. After all was said and done and the task checked off its list, the plow looked back and every day. Trips around the world, relaxing on some epic vacations and even exploring some not so exotic locations, mentally ready, and a lot less stressed. The end. The plow or the shovel? Which one? And for us plows out there, I'm speaking to hard for neglecting some of the most important things in life. And we would be wise to learn a bit more from the shovel. Something that you remind yourself of time and time again. Because we all need that reminder to pause refresh our hearts and spirits as well as our relationships with others as, and with him and, and sadly we shortchange ourselves when we don't make that and to keep it holy 
And the question is, how do we do that? This is the start, right? We keep the Sabbath encouraged by God's word. And, and church, if you think about it, worship, as I said before, is a non-negotiable. If you decide to hold on the garbage after two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, it begins to stink. And if we happens to our outlook on life, it, it becomes undermined. So just as God has blessed us to be in his presence, to sing his praise, to hear his word and to be encouraged. Yet it's not, it's not enough to get you through the week. The studying and reading God's word needs to be a priority each and every day. And it's not music. As Pastor Dan said a few weeks ago, it's about filling your homes with those words and that heart. And to recall it in times, it's about setting a game plan for the night before, about what you're gonna be doing the next day. Some of you I know are, I gotta tell you, our beds feel more comfortable on Sunday mornings than any other day of the week. It is a sign pre-game plan. You're going to fight the battle each and every weekend. So set that expectation the night before. You know, or better yet, call someone that week and say, you know what, I'm going to meet you at church because it's kind of like having that workout buddy, right? Got to show up and don't choose the people that you know don't come to church, right? Uh, oh man, I'm going to choose that person because then I was going to sleep in and I won't feel badly because they won't be there. No, church, the Sabbath day isn't simply about us. It's our opportunity to connect with other believers and it is vital for us. I think we often miss that part of the, the thing. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 and following says this, it says, let us, and let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day to, to set a plan to create some accountability for ourselves. But, but even that morning, celebrate chocolate things if you want to, but, but put some excitement, put some energy around it. Do something that, that lets you know that this day is within their own families. Maybe it's just simply making breakfast together on Sunday mornings. Who knows? And it's not just for family. Or what your takeaway was from the message. Not what you didn't like about it, because there's a whole lot of that stuff. But, but talk about where the Spirit has spoken. Chapter 6, verse 9, that Jesus posed to the, to the Pharisees to, to question their heart. He said, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do serve together? It's a part of their DNA. A question that I also find helpful is, how am I using this day to glorify God? And it could be. So what tradition or what ritual can you make to make this day different and special and to set it aside from any family and I have is after church on Sunday, uh, we go out and we get some lunch together. It's typically a lot later in the day because there's other stuff that happens. Come from the congregation, have to plan, okay, the Catholics get out of mass at this time, the Lutherans get out of church at this time, so here's our window. If we're gonna have a good week, I go home, what happens? Everyone's back on their electronics, may, maybe making some, some plans with friends, or maybe even our earlier service during the summer, they have a standing tea time with their family just right after worship. So if the message goes long, they tell me about it, just boom. See, while well, nothing wrong with that stuff, those things are not intended to take over the time that we are to spend with God each week. And here's the month that I can, I can get here, but, but the other ones I'm working uh, and, and my schedule just doesn't allow. You know, sadly, Sunday has lost its sense of sacred time unless when everything was closed on a Sunday and the inconvenience, but also the blessing of that as well. But rather than simply thrown in the towel and say, Pastor, you, you think about the role of the pastor, right? 
You know, typically we're, we're leading worship up here. We're prepping a message and on the Sabbath. So, so Monday, end of whatsoever in terms of work, it's a time for me to listen to some awesome preachers. And I won't tell you who I listen to because I want you to listen to here. No, I'm just kidding. It's also with family and friends. Number one, make worship a priority. Then spend time with family and friends because God has also blessed us with those relationships and friends a priority. Better yet, invite them to church, then go and connect with them. You see, God calls us to remember and observe the Sabbath for a reason. Out there this morning, listening online, listening later this week, you know exactly what I'm talking about because this is your time to refresh your spirit and the blessing that God is inviting us to experience as a community of faith, as a body of believers. And church, I don't want anybody to miss it. In fact, what you decide to do is you say, ah, listen, you know, I'll get to it next week or the weekend after or the weekend after. But in the meantime, we're missing out on that experience. See, church, that on what he is doing and what he will continue to do. It's our opportunity to just give him praise, and it reminds us of his faithfulness. It changes our perspective as we enter. It's, it's, it's a much-needed pause when we feel burnt out or stressed out. It provides time to bring our concerns and, and decisions before God. And maybe some of you have something weighing on your spirit, and it's time to lift that up. But not only lifting up your stuff, it's about allowing them to get stuck in our minds and to bless us as we go about our day, but more importantly, as we go about our week. You see, while private prayer is important, public, I want to invite our praise team to, to come forward uh, at this time and, uh, and how often we think that the Sabbath is about us. But here's the deal. What happens if we sense here today encourages all those who are sitting around you this morning? Your presence here today is a testimony of what God is doing in your life and the work that he continues to do in your heart. Because here's the deal. When I did this, and it says, and, and remember when you were little and, and you invited people to your birthday party? And you would stand by the door and you would just get so excited waiting for that car to come. And, and you'd ask your parents like, like 15 million times, what time is it? And it only image that I get, that excitement when, when God sees people come into his house for worship. You see, your presence and participation in worship makes God's heart glad. And I want you to hear that. Your presence here today makes God's heart heart glad. And not only those who are in this space, but those online, those that are going to be worshiping with us this in the upcoming week to reset lives, to re-engage, reignite passion, to speak a word of assurance to those who are feeling afraid and lost, those who are hurting, who need to be reminded that that heaven's help is on the way no matter what you might be facing the Sabbath. Whatever trouble that you're facing, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. And that life-giving Holy Spirit, that miracle power of God is at work in us and through us. And it not only gathers us in community, but we are reminded of laboring. But it's here that we are renewed and strengthened in faith with God's restoring work. His name we pray. Amen.